Welcome to The Odds Couple, a presentation of ESPN Chicago. The Odds Couple is brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino Las Vegas. The Odds Couple. Here's your host, Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. Welcome in to The Odds Couple. Tyler Rocky in for Carmen DeFalco alongside Mike North getting you ready for your gambling weekend here. We've got a loaded NFL slate. we got four days of football, it feels like, Mike. We've got all these bowl games. we got Saturday. We've got Sunday. we got Monday. We, have, of course, have the NBA on Christmas as well. But first, Merry Christmas to you, Mike. It's a pleasure to sit in with you today. Tyler, I mean, the first time I met you, I'll never forget it. I go, Tyler, I came down to the studio at The Odds Couple just started it seemed like you were just breaking in i don't know how long you've been doing it first of all merry christmas to you and to jack our producer and everybody but i remember i said hey can you give me a set of headphones <laughs> and uh you said sure and uh you got the headphones i gave you a double saw buck and for you kids that can't read a clock anymore or don't know what a double saw buck is it's a 20 dollars bill i pucked it in your pocket i'll go see you again i haven't seen you since <laughs> I saw you at the bowling party. That's right. Yep, yeah, I, I think. Felt, yeah, I felt like I felt like a detective. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, I just felt like a narc or something walking <laughs> around there. I, I was like thirty years older than everybody, so but it was a lot of fun, and uh, it's good to it's good to be with you. We're twenty. My record twenty two and twenty three. The producers of which Jack's going to make a pick today. Uh, eight and four. Uh, Brendan got his first loss. Brendan Riley last week at four and one. Smoking hot. Yeah, Carmen twenty-two and eleven. Wow. Two. We got a push last week. It's all about team. We're fifty-two, thirty-eight, and five, and uh, we'll have Tyler's picks and everything else. But uh, you're right. I mean, a cornucopia. We got to be careful. College twenty-five hundred kids in the transfer portal. <laughs> I'm glad I was on the right side uh, last night. I don't want to spend too much time on it because I know it's hurtful to you. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I still thought Dino Babers was the coach, so I said I'm automatically taking the other team. And then I saw somebody else on the sidelines. So uh, I won that game last night, but for Syracuse, it's got to be painful for a guy like you. But, you know, sooner or later, I guess they're doing well with the new transfer portal where they're paying the players and everything else and having the time of their life. So uh, hopefully things better ahead for your boys. Yeah, it's looking up right there in Syracuse right now on the football side of things. But Let's get into the Bears and what we've got ahead. Quickly, rewinding the last week, though. Sure. What a heartbreaker that was. You had that game in the palm of your hands, and you let it just slip through the fingertips, literally, at the end of the game. And it's it's we're getting back to the Justin Fields hot and cold. We keep going back and forth with this conversation. It feels week to week, but we've only got three games left to evaluate and ultimately make a decision at quarterback now, Mike. Well, it's not been good because, first of all, I mean, if we're still arguing Justin Fields and Trubisky, it hasn't worked out. It's a <laughs> it's a it's a basement apartment argument like Jordan and LeBron. OK, uh, we haven't accomplished anything yet. I mean, my guy, uh, Mitch, is a disgrace to me right now. I'm, I'm sorry I even stood up for him. <laughs> I've been standing up with his goof for four years. He has, I have more heart than he'll ever have when I'm asleep. I mean, he's paying, playing for the check now. And I'm a Mitch Trubisky guy, but don't make me like Paul Cicero in Goodfellas where i got to turn my back on you. I mean, sooner or later, grow a spine. On the other end, I talked to a, a former bear. Now, before anybody jumps to conclusions, I'll tell you, oh, I know plenty of former bears. From Gary Fensick to Al Harris to Mike Ditka. Uh, to, to, to Jim McMahon, I know them all, I, uh, uh, Otis Wilson, so you're not going to be able to trace it down. He said, don't ever say this. 
I'll give you this. He was on the de- he played the defensive side of the ball. He says when just when the good quarterbacks come up, you know by year three mm-hmm. if they got it or not. He says, but when you, watch him when he comes up to the line. He says Brady, Breeze, uh, your great quarterbacks, Cunningham, Warren mm-hmm. Moon. They look over the line, the defensive line, and look over the defense, and they know where the weakness is. Fields just goes up there, looks over the line because it looks like, like that's what he's supposed to do, and he can't read the defense. This guy told me this. He goes, I'm just telling you the truth. But with the way the quarterbacking is, I'm staying with them for another year because I don't want the castoffs from other leagues that dominated the Pac-12. I want Justin Fields for this year and hopefully for next year, but it's going to come down to this week. And, and, and you're saying, well, wait a minute, Mike. The fee, it's not going to be over. Here's what I'm here to tell everybody. The Arizona Cardinals, folks, are 31st against the pass. Mm-hmm. They're 30th against your number one receiver, which is D.J. Moore now. And he's had a 200-yard day this year. Yes. I expect the same, Tyler. They're 25th first tight ends. In other words, they're a sieve. If he can't beat this team or put up points... That's going to be, I think, a negative towards him next year and maybe a bigger type of decision coming. If he does well, I think it makes it easier for him. I, I look at it, Mike, and I think, you know, he can't win the job for next year this week, but he can lose it this yes. week, I think. Because Great point. Th- this is the worst defense, according to oh, DVOA, yep. that he's going to face. And guess what? He's actually, by the time, after they play this game, he'll have faced the four worst defenses, according to DVOA. That's Mm -hmm. the Broncos, Washington, and also Green Bay. And he's going to get another game against Green Bay as well. So I think he's got an opportunity to show that, I mean, look like you did against Washington, look like you did in the first three quarters against Denver, and you give yourself a chance to fight for another week. Let me ask you something. Do you see what the Rams did? They went out and got a quarterback. I'm watching him last night, and everybody overlooked the Rams. They looked like crap the last two years. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm here to tell you, I, I went one and one. I took New Orleans getting the points, and I'm watching this kid play quarterback. Stafford, they're right there. Yes. They're right there. And that's, are we prepared to wait? First of all, do we think Fields will ever be even close to Matthew Stafford? And do we think that in anybody coming in will be him? Or do we go out and try to find somebody that's either uh, not given the, ch- the opportunity or somebody you see? Or do you draft? Now, here's another angle. Are you against MJ, uh, H, Marvin mm-hmm. Harrison, and then maybe Lineman, and then the fourth or fifth round? I got one for you. I want your opinion because you know this kid. Mm-hmm. Played at Wake Forest. Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman. Ooh, for yeah. a fifth rounder. He had like 28 touchdowns, uh, four, five interceptions, had an 80 rating. He knows how to play the position. He spent like five years in college, Wake Forest. What would you think of that instead of sticking our neck out for somebody that may not be what everybody wants him to be? So I think that when you look at some of the quarterbacks that are having success that are maybe weren't billed as these top-tier guys heading into the draft cycle, like – I'm talking about, we're talking about Joe Burrow at the beginning of that LSU season. He wasn't sniffing the first round, maybe even the first two days of the draft, and then all of a sudden he becomes the number one pick. But all these guys just see and play a ton of football 
that you see them elevate their way up. And, I mean, I think Brock Purdy is a great example. He's yeah, currently absolutely. the favorite for, for MVP. And even some of these backups that you're seeing come into the league and play good enough football. I mean, you look at guys like Jake Browning, Aiden O'Connell. Like, they're playing good enough to help their right. team win some games. I don't think it's the worst option in the world to potentially go out. My thing is, I when you're in this situation... I think you. It's worth it to roll the dice on greatness potentially if you think that but is at the top say of the that draft. Three years ago, I heard and again, Hall of Fame. It's it, it is right. Like so, what am I going to do? Listen to the same people who because I never bought in that Justin Fields was ever going to be a Hall of Famer because mm-hmm. I just it was unfair to him. But it was an Ohio State quarterback. Maybe the mm-hmm. the new guy Stroud will, it now has proven me wrong after forty years. Now <laughs> I'm just saying so. If we're going to draft a guy that's supposed to be great, we're going to be basically taking another project because all three of the top quarterbacks in the Pac-12 were transferees from tougher leagues. The Big Ten, the SEC. uh, Big 12, yep. Big Mm -hmm. 12. I mean, uh, yeah, Big 12, absolutely, uh, with Caleb Williams. And then they went to the land of paradise. The Pac-12, defensively, uh, didn't even play defense this year for what I saw until Caleb Williams played Notre Dame. And then I started paying attention to these quarterbacks when they play teams that actually play D. In other words, if Caleb Williams was playing Iowa in a bowl game, I wouldn't be afraid to take Iowa with their defense and lack of offense against him because I saw Notre Dame hold him to 20 points. So you got to have that gut instinct, Tyler. Do we think that the... Because everybody thought Fields, or almost everybody thought Fields was going to be Canton-bound. I don't mm-hmm. think that we can take that chance again. I don't. All right. It's it's going to be an interesting decision because I think this team will draft a quarterback no matter what yeah, this year. I agree. It, it's, whether it's the first round, the third round, the fifth round. Absolutely. They're going to draft a quarterback. Purdy I think they have what? to. What was Purdy? He was the, irrelevant? He was the last pick in the draft. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think Mr. Mel, Kuyper, Mel, Mel Kuyper thought he was a doorman. Right. I mean, come on. <laughs> but, yeah, no, like, you can find gems. They're littered throughout. And you do see guys work out at the top of the draft. You can find quarterbacks everywhere. Who knows? Maybe you pull a big swinging trade and go out and trade for a guy, too. Like, is Justin Herbert going to be available? That's probably, right. I mean, this was the conversation, what, four or five weeks ago. That's probably uh, no longer valid now. But Josh Allen, there was conversation with Josh Allen you know, potentially get traded. I'll give you one quick one. And I don't know how, how close we are to a break, but mm-hmm. I'll give you a quick one. Yeah. Um, Justin Fields total yards after three years, more than Hurts and Lamar. Mm. Okay. Now, let me ask you this question. Would you trade, okay, uh, Lamar, or would you trade Hertz, okay, uh, uh, after uh, for 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 a first round pick for the first pick in the draft? No. So why would you trade Justin Field? Because the one thing, and look at Hertz's turnovers this year. All these guys turned the football over. And as a matter of fact, this is the big one. You brought up the MVP. San Francisco playing Baltimore is going to decide it. If it they, could, yeah. If they beat up Baltimore. Prescott's already out of it. They beat up Baltimore. That's the next guy in line, Lamar. Then Purdy 
might get it. But, boy, I don't even know if he's the MVP of the team with McCaffrey, who might score 25 touchdowns. Right. And yeah. Debo Samuel, I mean, when oh. they lost their games, it was because Debo Samuel was out. Absolutely. So there, there's all these different factors going Maybe into it. Maybe we shouldn't allow him to be in the playoffs because they lost <laughs> a big player. Right. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. That's what they did to Florida State. Um, real quick, I do want to get to the odds for this Bears and Cardinal game Absolutely. here. The Bears, a four-point favorite against the Cardinals. Total in this game is 43. Any where you're leaning here in this game? Well, yeah, and you know what? Uh, I I would, I just I just printed everything that I thought. I think it's uh, I would probably lean under. I might have a pick on this game, Ooh. but right now I'd lean under and the Bears. The Bears are minus four at home. Like I said, this might be the biggest game of Justin Fields' short career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think that. When the Bears win, it feels like they win big. Yes, they, right. they, they win by double digits. And they Arizona win comfortably. Just almost beat, Arizona played great last week. They yes. put up a ton of points. So now you look at the four points, and if you're living around the nation besides Chicago, you're going, I got to grab Arizona with the points. I think the other way. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Mike. I would lean the Bears, and I also like the under in this game as well. This defense is playing very, yes, very well for the Chicago Bears right now. My only question would be, do they get enough turnovers that cause too many short fields that maybe push it over? But I'm with you. I lean with the under here in this one at 43. So, all right, when we come back, we will talk with Luke Pergandy from Prop Swap, get the latest on everything going on there, and even some baseball news as well that may be shaking up the future odds there after the money that the Los Angeles Dodgers are spending. We'll talk to Luke about all that when we come back. This is The Odds Couple. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North. On ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Rolling along here on The Odds Couple, Tyler Aki in for Carmen DeFalco alongside Mike North, getting you ready for the gambling weekend and all that fun stuff. And now we welcome in one of the founding members of PropSwap. It's Luke Pergandy joining us on the CarX Tire and Auto Hotline. What's up, Luke? What's up, Luke? Hi, Tyler. Hi, Mike. How you doing, buddy? Good. I got to ask you, uh, we were just talking, Tyler and I, off the air. Uh, The action on baseball all of a sudden. Take it center stage with the signing of the two big Japanese stars to a billion dollars. Uh, did the Dodgers get more action? Because you know people act like the Dodgers have never had great teams or great players before. Yeah. They still have Roberts as their manager. Uh, what was the bub? What was the buzz? And what's going on with the Dodgers right now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what do you put this team's win total at? That's that's my first question. Up highest highest ever, a hundred and. Wow. 110, 115. I mean, wow. what what's a fair number? You know, I mean, this. I think this would be the highest win total ever. Wow, so, that that's interesting to crazy. think of. I haven't thought of it from that no. angle. My my mind's always been geared with the World Series, but you bring up a good point there because the win total. This is a Dodgers team that perpetually is good in the regular season, but we just yeah. see it fall apart in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously the D-backs went to the World Series last year, so I don't want to. Uh, you know, as opposed to the Padres the, the uh, year prior that knocked off the Dodgers. They did not go to the World Series. They lost to the Phillies. But last year, at least the D-backs did it, and they looked pretty good doing it. Of course, they ran into a wagon. That was the, the Texas Rangers. But, um, you know, it's it's like in any sport. Teams get hot, and it's a short series, and that example 
Um, and you just got to get hot at the right time. But I agree, you know, what L.A. has done, especially with the roster last year, of course, adding Freddie Freeman, <laughs> still choking. So we'll see. I, you know, Shohei, as we've discussed in the show, is a, obviously a generational talent. And then you had this new guy, like, I mean, the Dodgers are just going to be who wants to play that team in the regular season. Well, you know what? I, I got to talk to uh, Tom Ricketts here if I can, uh, because, you know what? I don't care how much your manager makes. If he's making $8 million a year, you're not going to have Strowman having the year he had, especially the first half. You just lost some players, okay? Cody Bellinger's out there, and if you're Tom Ricketts, and you want to give this manager a shot. You got to re-sign a guy who I think carried the Cubs as much as in 1972 when Dick Allen carried the White Sox. I don't care if you have to overpay. You're a billionaire. Your man, your hiring of an eight million dollar year manager, Luke, uh, should uh, basically solidify things whether you like scott boris or not what's your take on that and should people maybe put some early money on the cubs and bank on that because the cubs have no excuse now but to go out and they might have to overpay totally agree i i think the only option is to re-sign Bellager at this point that free agent pool is getting quieter the more we mm-hmm. the more we wait here so i totally agree so cubs are around 40 to 1 right now um you know, that is uh, – Cardinals are a good. little bit lower at 30-1, to 1, but second yeah. best in the NL Central, obviously a, a terrible division. Luke Pergandy is our guest here on The Odds Couple, one of the founding members of Prop Swap. And so you bring up, like, the Dodgers, obviously the, the two three big moves, if you in, include Tyler Glasnow, the trade that they made there, that are really bolstering them. You're seeing their odds slash significantly over the last week, week and a half, it feels like. But – is there another team that is seeing some action and maybe seeing some some good odds on prop swap right now? Yeah, I mean, we talk about long shots being able to win in baseball all the time. If you look at last year, two years ago, it's Philadelphia Phillies. They were a hundred to one, go to the World Series, you know, win that first game against Houston, and of course lose to Houston. And then last year, my goodness, the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks were both. You could have found the Diamondbacks easily at 101. They were 101 at the break. And then um, the Rangers, you could have found them at 101, but tons of 60 to 1 was out there. And they, of course, win the World Series. So my point here is you don't have to look at the top of the odds board to find a team that you like. Uh, You know, Tampa is 32 to 1 right now. D backs still 35 to 1. Red Sox 40 to 1. Brewers are 50 to 1. We, of course, got their manager, Frank Council, but. Um, yeah, I mean, the, my point is this: just like March Madness, what you got coming up here, uh, and I do want to talk about the Brock Purdy ticket that we mm-hmm. just sold this sure. morning. Oh, it's sold. Um, all right, all right. Yeah, but yeah, so that's but yeah, good, good segue. So baseball, t- long shot ten all the time. So definitely, you know, scan the whole odds board to answer your question instead of just the teams at the top. So you, you know, we just talked about Brock Purdy, and uh, yeah. earlier, and we brought up the fact that you know, I mean, this is a big game. I think maybe you sold that ticket, that Brock Purdy ticket, and we'll find out how much for because they, they know they're playing Baltimore this week, and Lamar Jackson's number two in line. So whoever wins this game, it was like you always say, what did the guy sell it for, and what can he do now? Tell everybody so they get yeah. the idea. Yeah, so original bet was 
$2,000 at 100 to 1 in July. Uh, clearly, as we discussed, price shop, price shop, price shop. This seller price shopped, and he found a good number on Brock Purdy. Most books are around 50 or 60 to 1. He found him at 100 to 1, got two grand down, and he sold it this morning for a prop swap record $125,000. Wow. And uh, just, yeah, super excited. The pre- Our previous sales record was 60000 It was that 2019 Saints ticket, that cousin Sal, who was like Jimmy Kimmel's cousin, mm-hmm. sure. goes on the Bill Simmons podcast, and Clay Travis, pretty popular uh, yeah. sports mm-hmm. reporter for Outkick to Coverage. They bought that ticket, and of course, that infamous no call in the Rams Saints game oh. uh, on that Rams cornerback in 2019, one of the worst no calls in. in Sports history, I would argue, not just NFL history, um, and Saints lose. So that was the prior record for for fifty nine thousand. This now sold sells for one hundred twenty five thousand, and people are like, oh my gosh, that's so much money to bet. The book, if you Brock Purdy right now is minus two fifty, right? Yeah. And this buyer on PropSwap gets odds of minus one sixty two. So I mean, this guy is getting the best price in the universe on Brock Purdy and. You couldn't even get down. If you went walked into a sports book, the most they're going to take on this bet is probably ten grand. They're not taking one hundred twenty-five k at any sports book in the in the world that I know. Maybe offshore, but certainly a regulated sports book. No one's taking more than ten k in this right now, and he just got one hundred twenty-five thousand down. Wow. Well, congratulations to you guys. That is awesome, and, and that is one of those long shots from the beginning of the season that you just sometimes you you buy the lottery ticket there and in this case it certainly paid well, off. Are you taking everybody on vacation? Look what time is the props? <laughs> is a prop swap jet coming by o- O'Hare? Huh? Yeah. What's going yeah, on? We're, we're, let's 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 go to California for this Ravens game. You know what? Game. I got a feeling when I see your broadcast again, you guys are going to have new hats. That's my deal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, Luke, we appreciate we appreciate it, buddy, and have a good one. Uh, uh, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay. Thanks, guys. You too. That, All right. That's Luke Pergandy from Prop Swap wow. joining us. Wow, they sold the the Brock Purdy See, ticket. That is all fantastic. All you need is one score, man. That's all because they could have had maybe I don't know how Prop Swap's done this year. I, I know they always do well, and they get a lot of publicity, especially from Darren Rebell and mm-hmm. other other uh, places like here and and Vissen and other places. But I know this: they're going to have a great Christmas. My yeah. God, <laughs> with a. $125,000 is what the better makes there. That How is fantastic. That? I yep. was actually, I was just speaking of like Darren Ravel. I was looking and I'd seen the tweet that the buyer had turned down or the uh, better had turned down 90000 yeah, yeah. ninety thousand, and then he gets it for one hundred twenty-five. Well, he waited 000. it out. Some guys get burned by that. Yeah, and then there's the stubborn guys that don't understand that you can turn that ticket in, get money, and then rebuy. Right, the same guy, Brock mm-hmm. Purdy again. Right, so that's where I think Luke and we and everybody that tries to promote prop swap, Tyler, have come in as far as that goes. I, I will just say this to people that are trying to bet these bowl games this year, whether it be with prop. Good luck Purdy, to you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I really disagreed when it happened with Jay Billis and Stan Everett, guys that work for ESPN, who I respect, but who always thought it was a good idea for guys to get paid in college. And now you're seeing one player drive a Rolls Royce while his lineman get, gives certificates to Jersey Mike's, for God's sake. So there's no fairness there. And then the transfer porthole, there's a lot of guys gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, Syracuse is going to get rich this year because it's, they seem to be benefiting. 
and it's got a good product to sell, and I don't know what happened down the line with the recruiting. But the great programs, Tyler, do they have to do the snow? You don't see Clemson doing it. You don't see Alabama doing it. You don't see Georgia doing it. You don't see most of your big schools because they don't need to do it. But I think when you're seeing up 2,500 guys there, you're taking on a lot of problems, too. No doubt. All right, when we come back, we will preview the Week 16 slate in the NFL. It's a loaded one, Mike. We've got games on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So we will break all those down when we come back. This is The Odds Couple. I'm Tyler Rocky in for Carmen DeFalco alongside Mike North here on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. It's The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. Don't forget, download that ESPN Chicago app as well. This is The Odds Couple podcast. Also, the encore replay from 8 to 9 a.m. on Saturday mornings. Tyler Rocky filling in for Carmen DeFalco today alongside Mike North. We, we were talking a little bit earlier, Mikey. You had started in this business five years before I was even born. Yeah. And now full circle, here we are together. Yeah. You know what? Uh, maybe put it at the bottom of your resume. Don't make it stick out, kid. I want your career to go on an upward cycle. But, no, it's been thir- it's going to be 32 years for me. I didn't start till I was All right. working other jobs. Thanks. And I hope you have as a successful and as great a career as I have. You seem to be on the right track, Carmen. All the guys over there has a Merry Christmas. But, yeah, 92 I started. You were born in 97. So, uh <laughs> Uh, that that right there wakes up wakes everybody up. But you got to keep yourself in shape, and you got to have longevity, right, big man? Yes, That's sir. It. And I expect to be when I'm, I'll be in my 90s still doing the show. I don't know what's going to happen to Carmen. Uh, <laughs> no, hopefully Carmen will still be with me and have the energy that he needs to stay with me. But. I love what I do. I've been doing it since I hung on the street corners back in 1963, 64, 65, Thorndale, Glenwood. And I know you talk sports all the time, but this was before computers and everything, where everything you did, you just read the papers and then you talked about it. But you know what? I love the new generation, too. A lot of good stuff going on. Certainly. No doubt about that. New generation also gives you a full slate of football. Oh, baby. I mean, we got three games on Monday. We've got a pair of games on Saturday. We've got a full deck of games on Sunday as well. Let's start on Saturday mm-hmm. where the Cincinnati Bengals are two and a half point favorites at Pittsburgh. And we know there's going to be no Kenny Pickett in this game. Mason Rudolph is going to get the start. You could say Mitch isn't playing because he stinks. <laughs> yeah, he's getting the start because, yes, Mitchell Trubisky he's has stuck. been benched he, he, by Mike Tomlin play. and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, Mike Tomlin's no breath into the fresh air either, but go ahead. And then on the other side, a big injury as well. Jamar Chase ruled out by Zach Taylor earlier in the week as well. So both of these teams dealing with significant injuries. Cincinnati and Pittsburgh both vying for playoff spots, though. This is... One of those tough divisional battles, but you see the road team favorite here. Yeah, I wouldn't touch this game with the 10-foot pole. I'm very disappointed, like I said earlier with you, in in Trubisky. I don't make many wrong calls, so I'm still around. But I'll tell you what, this was looks like a bad call. That doesn't mean he can't resurrect himself like Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. who's on his fourth team and a shot at uh, player of the year. That being said, this is a stay away because you got two quarters. This could be a 9-6 to six game. Right. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Those... Black and blue AFC North battles, oh, like it, that's absolutely. what they are. 
back to 1963. I mean, my God, when the fields were mud and, uh, you know, the scoreboards were handheld. I mean, it's crazy, <laughs> 9-6. to six. So this one's a stay away uh, to me. But the next game yes. is the one that interests me. I mean, Buffalo is what, 12 and a half? Yeah, 12 and a half point favorite visiting the Chargers, although we say visiting in air quotes these days when you go to L.A. because yeah. that's the way that stadium works. The Bills are one of the hottest teams in football right now, Mike, and ever since Ken Dorsey was fired, we have seen the emergence of James Cook, their running back. He's mm-hmm. got four touchdowns in the last four games, including three on the receiving side there. He had only scored two touchdowns the entire season before that, but they're getting him more and more involved, and he's coming off a career-high 179-yard game last week against Dallas. Yeah, and I'm looking at uh, the Chargers here, and uh, they're, they're, they're coached. They're in flux. I mean, he's gone. Uh, he should have been probably gone last year. Uh, Twelve and a half points, though, against a Buffalo team that this is a stay away from me. I'd be inclined to take the points, but usually when you take something over 10, 11, 12 and a half, you go, I think I got a good chance, and the next thing you know, you take, you fall asleep on the couch and you wake up at 35 to 3. <laughs> so, so the Saturday games, as you could ask Carmen, and the Monday games, the weird games, I just don't like. I mm-hmm. like the Sunday games. Uh, if I had to lean, I'd take the points. I, I just think Buffalo, you know, has been on such a roll, and, and Allen is so good. Uh, but you could win by 10. You know, right. that's just me. I personally would go on the other side. I would take Buffalo with the 12.5. I don't blame you. Their wins are coming by an average margin of 18.9 points per win. And you're not playing Herbert this week. Right. You're not playing Herbert. Keenan Allen's not going to be out there. And this is a team, this is a Bills team that is still playing for something. Like, they're not in the playoffs if the season were to end today. So they have to to rack up wins, and they're going to be trying to do it every single week. And this is just one of the first stepping stones for them down the stretch. If they were already in, I wonder if it would be 12 and a half. Yeah, that's that's an enticement that says they're going to go out and roll. And sometimes, like I said, you pick the winner. If you wanted to do something that's too expensive here, you take Buffalo on the money line, mm-hmm. but you've seen that backfire right. a million times. Right. The next thing you know, you're going, what happened? They lost 9-6 to six or something. You're going, wow. So it's a stay away from me, but I understand why you take Buffalo. Yeah, again, if I had to yeah. pick the game, that's where I would lean. I'm probably staying away from it, though, as well. Yeah. I'm with you there. All right, into the Sunday slate, some of the big ones here. Let's start with Dallas and Miami. These are... Two teams, both with 10 wins apiece, and they have looked good at times. However, they have struggled when they do go out and face superior competition or good competition. On the road especially. Yes, and and these two teams among playoff teams currently have the two lowest strength of victories that are among playoff teams right now. Dallas, a one-point dog on the road against Miami in this one. I'm a big McCarthy fan where a lot of people don't like him. He's, uh, he's certainly changed his image this past season. Well, I, I, I really had trouble figuring out why he had to change an image from two 12-win seasons in a row uh, before this. But And also, I know Aaron Rodgers likes to take all the credit. The only Super Bowl he's got is with McCarthy. That being said, Dak Prescott was disappointing last week. But Miami, ah. Uh, Everybody loves their coach, but I, I, I think they got a good balance. The old Miami Dolphins would pass, 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 you know. And then, you know, with Marino, before that, you had Greasy and they'd run, run, run with Zonka and, and Kick. I think you got a nice balance here. I'd probably lean Miami right now because Dallas goes on the road. They're a different team. Yeah, and Dallas coming off that loss last week, I think – 
maybe we we store that game in our minds a little too yeah. freshly when we're thinking about this game. I'm I actually like the other side of this one. I like Dallas on the road here. Really? Um, I I do. I think they're. They've got a better defense in this one. They've got a defense that can create some havoc too. They got and they're some gonna, injuries, though. You know, they do. Yeah, they have battled some injuries. But yes, at this point in the season, week sixteen, I don't like to even hear about it. <laughs> right, exactly. It's no excuse yeah. for anyone. Also, who? Speaking of injuries, who knows how healthy Tyreek Hill is going to be in this game after well, he missed last week? I will say this: I knew a kid in the neighborhood. And he was fast. I was the, probably the second fastest kid in the neighborhood. <laughs> this kid's name was Ten, Kenny Takaki. And he could run as fast as anybody ever seen. He, on a bad wheel, but could still play, was still faster than most. I think Tyreek <laughs> yeah. Hill is that guy. I think he's a what, what, 80% right now? Yeah. I think he's going to play. I still think he'll be one of the top three fastest guys on the field. I believe he was limited in practice earlier this yeah. week. but yeah, Taking I mean, it easy. Right, exactly. I, I think he came very close to playing last week, and now right. he's got a Smart full move. week of, of rest on the way. Well, so. that's why I like him. Yes, I, I, I think you know? Tyreek will play. It's just going to be I, – I, I do think this Dallas – pass rush could speed up Tua because he's one of those guys where if you close in on the pocket oh, yeah. on Tua, he's not evading it. He is taking the sack. It is like the end of Brady years where he couldn't elude out of anything and it was like he, he would almost turtle down. He wants to prove a pocket passer too all the time. Right. I, I, you know what? I, I'm good. Hey, look, like I try to tell everybody, it's the pocket passer like Elway Marino, those guys are gone. And on top of that, uh, I think pocket passers – as we've seen with Aaron Rodgers and others, get hurt as much as guys that run now. Yeah, I mean, even even running quarterbacks, like Lamar's last two significant injuries have come from inside the pocket. Absolutely. So it's something you – my thing is you don't have to be a running quarterback, but you have to be elusive. Like, I look at someone like Justin Herbert – He's not a running quarterback, but he's elusive. So you have to have a, a sort of athleticism to you to get out of some of these closing pockets. I'll tell you what. If we had Justin Herbert and we still weren't making the playoffs, you know, we'd be so irate. I mean, that's the kind of dream. I mean, he's the number one of the top three quarterbacks in the game. It's just sort of like this West Coast jinx where, like Mike Trout, you heard all about him. <laughs> you just never seen him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I can't believe it. And then, they, and then wait, I'm going to tell I promise everybody this. If I owned a football team, I would never rent from anybody. I'd have my own stadium. Yeah. Oh, that's a beauty out there. Are you kidding there. me? Oh, boy. And I would never put it there and, and, and play in a market that we didn't need for 30 years and have two teams, yep. period. Right. Uh, real quick, this this is the game of the week. It is I love Christmas. the game of the week. What is it? It is Christmas Day. You've got Baltimore, a five-and-a-half-point underdog, going on the road to take on San Francisco in this one. This, this really is the tough. matchup between a lot of teams that people think are one and two in the NFL right now. You know, I know that uh, the NFL hasn't played a whole lot on Christmas Day. It's been mostly the NBA. Uh, there will be distractions for people to have to go places and try to find it on the radio and, and everything else. I would say this. We just said what a big game this is for Justin Field. I think that Lamar Jackson can keep it within the five. I think uh, San Francisco's got some injuries on their line. Um, I think that he can keep it within the five points. I think he's playing for something. That doesn't mean San Francisco can't beat him by by twenty. Right. Uh, but I like I like Baltimore's D. They got They got to come after him though. They can't give him. But I think he's the kind of elusive quarterback that can keep it within the number. Yeah, I'm with you there, Mike. Yeah. He he just has some of the magic to him. That's right. Where he can create something out of nothing. That's I know right. they've played running quarterbacks 
before this season and crushed them, but they haven't faced anyone like no. Lamar Jackson because, quite frankly, there really isn't anyone like no. Lamar Jackson in this league. So I'm with you. I, I think Baltimore keeps it inside the five and a half. Um, real quick, we do have a couple of Christmas Day NBA games. I just want to throw this little tip out there. I know that Christmas unders are the trend. However, the over actually went 5-0 and last year. So maybe we get a little bit of regression to the mean here. But since 2005, unders in, on the NBA Christmas Day slate are 45-40-1. That's with a 5-0 and uh, trip to the over last year. However, I think the real trend here is find the unders before a 3 p.m. tip. Those are 21-13 and 13 since 2005. So that's my little Christmas Day tip like for you all there. I like that Christmas bonus. And here's a beautiful thing about that. Just pretend that you, back in the day, you used to party on Wednesday night, which is one of the biggest bar nights mm-hmm. of the year. But then you had to get up at 10 in the morning and play the turkey bowl with your family. <laughs> and the usually sure-handedness of you, you would drop two passes because you were exhausted from the partying. That's your NBA Christmas Day, ladies and gentlemen. I would take the under on all those games and just take my chances. All right. When we come back, we will talk with Jim Miller and give you our yep. best plays of the week. This is The Odds Couple. Tyler Rocky in for Carmen DeFalco along with Mike North here on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. Things up here on the Odds Couple. Tyler Rocky in for Carmen DeFalco alongside Mike North. And now we welcome in the expert handicapper over at Hawthorne Race Course. He is the one and only Jim Miller. Jim! Merry Christmas, my friend. Merry Christmas, guys. And I'll tell you, with the holiday season going on, we've shifted the racing schedule a little bit. So Saturday night this week, we are racing live 15 races at Hawthorne. So if people are looking for something to do leading into the Christmas break, this is the thing to do. Go on out to the races. Sportsbook going to be open. you got the bowl games, NBA, NFL, NHL, you name it, everything. So a lot going on Saturday night at Hawthorne. It's a beautiful weekend to race as well, too. I mean, you look at the temperatures really across the country. It's looking like a pretty good weekend. Yeah, and mild weather definitely helps us, Tyler, because you have that ability for more horses to ship into Hawthorne to race. It definitely benefits at first field size. Helps for the value, too, and that's what we've seen. A little bit better return for your buck. And that's really what you want to see. Try to beat some of these favorites, make some money. And with the pools building and they're going to be big this weekend, there's definitely some value out there. You know, Jimmy, I was going to find out about, ask you about that, you know, bringing in the horses. Is there like a farmer's almanac? They look ahead three weeks. It's going to be nice or it's going to be inclement. Maybe we should go. Maybe we shouldn't. Are those like a week before, two week before decisions? Or do they try to gauge what the weather's going to be uh, maybe a month before? You're definitely right, Mike, because they may look as far as a month out. And if they see what's going to look like a mild winter, then a lot of horsemen may keep those horses in training through the month of December, maybe even into January, and say, okay, if winter's going to be late, let's make the money now when the money is there to be made. And then maybe we'll turn the horses out earlier in the year, the following year, when things get a little bit more harsh. So they definitely are looking ahead. And there are those opportunities out there now because some horsemen that maybe turned out their horses earlier in the year really can't bring them back. So these horsemen have a chance to maybe make a little bit of money and maybe just a little bit easier competition for them, too. All right, Jim, what do we like across the country this week? 
So down in New Orleans, they have a stakes-filled card at the fairgrounds, Tyler, taking place on Saturday. So all three races are going to be at the fairgrounds in New Orleans. We'll bet all of these horses across the board on Saturday. So race number eight, going to bet the nine. Sasuya Summer across the board, a horse that loves the turf course. Then race 10, bet the 10, beatbox across the board. And race 11, going to bet the one, dash attack across the board and make some money for an NFL Sunday, guys. All right, so just to confirm, that's the fairgrounds across the board. Race number eight, horse number nine. Race number 10 and the 10 horse, race 11 and the one horse. That's right, guys. Let's make some big bucks and hopefully cash it in for a good New Year's. Awesome. Love it, Jim. Thanks so much for joining us, and Merry Christmas to you and your family. You got it, guys. Merry Christmas. Good luck. Jimmy! That is Jim Miller, the expert handicapper at Hawthorne Racecourse, joining us on the CarX Tire and Auto Hotline. All right, Mike, let's get into some of our best plays for the weekend, and there's plenty to choose from as well. What do you like this weekend? You know what? I really don't want to take the games that I usually take. But I charted this game, and it came out like this, and I want to just, you know, make plans to go buy a uh, a guillotine if I take this game and it loses because it's one of those games you, you should lose, but you think, and you do the homework, and you know it's going to cover. For the life of me, Green Bay shouldn't be giving anybody five points. Not even mm. Carolina. That's right. Carolina, I watched them last week. They're not that far away defensively. Uh, they still seem to be playing hard, even though they played in front of a 1,000 people. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 45 four. cents got you in there. It's like the uh, old days at Wrigley, right? Well, the old days, yeah, especially when uh, 45 cents was a lot of money. Right. <laughs> my God, I mean, yeah, I got 45 cents for my first communion. You know what I mean? I, I thought it was got a rich man. But, I mean, it's embarrassing. Uh but I think Carolina covers this game uh, plus the five. That's my one pick for the odds couple. I'll be on later on with Chris Black and uh, with uh, Yurko at about 147. How about you? How many picks do you have? And then we'll get one from Jack. All right. I've got two that I – actually, I've got three that I really like this for week. It, all right? I, I, I only get in here once a year, so I might as right. well rip off as many but plays as I've got, off. right? But I feel like this is the San Francisco 49ers here, Mike, and, and you can just plug anyone in here, and they're bound to pick some winners for you. So let me go to the Detroit Lions and Minnesota Vikings game. Under 47 is what I like in this one. Divisional matchup, even though it's only the first meeting between the two of them for the season, I do like this game at under 47. The divisional unders have hit at a pretty good clip throughout history, and also the fact that I think that this is a Minnesota defense that can really confuse Jared Goff. We've seen him look mortal the last couple of weeks, maybe not last week against Denver, but the weeks prior to that, so I like the under 47. I don't know how much Minnesota is going to put up on the other side there. Washington plus three at the New York Jets. I don't think this Jets team that's going to be led by Trevor Simeon, it looks like, should be giving three points to anybody. And and I know that Washington hasn't been great this year, but neither have the New York Jets. They're bad on the pass, though. I I don't know if Trevor Simeon could carve them up, but Washington's (laughs) putrid on the pass. I believe they're they're last or second to last in in passing defense there. And then finally, we'll go to the game of the weekend that we've talked about a little bit earlier, Baltimore and San Francisco. Let's go over the 47 in that one. I like under the 47 in Detroit, Minnesota. How about over the 47 in Baltimore, San Francisco? Both of those teams we know can put up points and put them up in big numbers there. Okay, so we got four picks already, so mm-hmm. we're putting our record on the line every year. But you, let me tell you this. Whenever you need a man to step up and give you a pick that's going to take you and pull you over the hump, 
whether you think he can do it or not. You take the Irishman if you can. It's Jack McGrath. Jack, you got a pick for us, my friend? Oh, boy, a lot of pressure there. So <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, and then we'll go home and watch The Quiet Man. Sounds good. I'm going to that Dallas Cowboys-Miami game. The okay. line, it opened up, the over-under opened up at 50-and-a-half. It's down to 49-and-a-half. And if you watch the practice report, Miami's offensive line is getting healthier and healthier throughout the week. So I think this one could even go up before Sunday. Uh, I'm going to go with the over on this game, especially if Tyree Kill plays. Even if he doesn't, Dolphins still put up 30 points against the Jets What's last the week for a good defense. Total on that jet? 49 and a half now. 49 and a half. All right. All right. So we got ourselves a nice little card Woo! there. Mike, Merry Christmas. Merry Thanks for Christmas, letting me guys. sit in with you Are here you today. Are you kidding me? You're a pro. Look at this. It's smooth. <laughs> Anytime you want me, I'll be here for you, Mike. Oh, by the way, one quick bet, real oh, quick. Oh, what do we have? Two touchdowns, at least by every team in the early games. 35 to 1. Ooh, Just all right. Some couch change on it. All right. <laughs> Let's do it. Why not? Two touchdowns for every team in the early window on Sunday. Is that yes. correct? 35, 35 to, to 1. 1. All throw right. Five, throw 10 bucks, 50, 100. What the hell? Let's do it. All right, Mike. Appreciate you for letting me sit in with you here today. Merry Christmas to everyone out there in the Odds Couple community. Don't forget, we also have the Encore Replay 8 to 9 a.m. on ESPN 1000, and you can always listen to the show on the ESPN Chicago app or wherever you get your podcast. That's going to do it for us. Merry Christmas, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. So long, everybody. The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.